Welcome back to SoulNet, everyone. Today on the pod, we're continuing the healing conversation around loneliness and how it's experienced on the soul journey. It takes courage to listen to our internal ecology and develop a relationship with it, to trust in the unknown of where it's guiding us within the grand scheme of things. You know those moments when you feel really lost, looking for guidance, support, or an answer? Our environment has a funny way of providing us with the next step into the unknown, even if it's unexpected and surprising in its form. It can take a leap into aloneness for our next step to show up. It may include loss and disillusion of the old. Yet somehow, some kind of a lifeboat shows up to support us along the way. That's where our storytelling takes us today, soul friends. Figurative and literal lifeboats. So grab your life vest and hop aboard. Join us in today's SoulNet episode. I've had those moments where, you know, I've been in my car and I've been feeling really lost and I'm like praying and I'm I'm not as, you guys, you know, I'm not a religious person. I'm definitely a spiritual person, but I didn't grow up with faith. But those moments where mm-hmm. I was looking for support and guidance and when I asked, the universe has always showed up with something for me, someone for me to show me the next step. But I've had to have the courage to do the alone journey in order for that to start to show up in our lives. And I think when we feel really alone on the path and we're doing these things and we see the the dissolution of maybe some relationships and some of the things that that gives us that hope, right? That yeah. okay, I'm I feel alone now, but I'm gonna try and have some faith and some trust that like something's gonna show up for me because it does every single time. Every time I've tried to doubt the universe, it proves me wrong. <laughs> I know trust, trust is such a big word when we're on this journey and we find ourselves feeling alone, trusting in what is, trusting in the process, trusting, you know, that we have the, are with our intuition and our wisdom, our inner wisdom, that we will be okay. Trust is such I think it's everything when we find ourselves in spaces that are so uncomfortable, you know, there's a death or a loss or a big shift. Those are moments where like you were saying, Dana, when you're sitting in the car seeking guidance from something greater than, you know, what is being offered to you, you know, that you can see in front of you, that's trust. That's a, that's a sense of, a greater power that's guiding us, right? We've talked about that, the ancestral piece. Tana, what, what you shared reminds me, if I look back at my own life in the moments where I felt most alone, as I sit here now and reflect, those chapters of life where I felt most alone, um, particularly through my divorce, I can see now that what I was facing was the unknown like absolute black hole of the unknown and all the insecurities of my past around my capacity or my skill sets or like, oh, I I don't think I can do it. It's just too much or it's too big or I'm not good enough to be able to, to figure it out or come through that challenge. Like those were the pivot points for my soul to grow was Mm -hmm. in those moments of feeling the most alone. It was because I was facing the chasm of the unknown 
absolutely terrified and petrified. And I, I, it was my time to step into the unknown and surprise the crap out of myself. But it took time (laughs) (laughs) and experiences. (laughs) Yeah. And it also took a trust in yourself and (laughs) a trust in something greater, something bigger than yourself that you can do it. And I just want to say amen to that because some people will just tune out or numb themselves and won't go there. Yeah, and yeah. won't surprise themselves with the, the 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 power that they have to grow, to expand, to push through a discomfort, and recognize that something's not working. And I, I you know, Eileen, if you don't want to share it, um, by all means, don't. But Eileen has a really interesting history as far as our our high school years go, and mm. she mentioned she touched on it a little bit earlier about this very different role that she was playing in school and the one that she was playing at home and. You know, I have, you know, vivid memories of Elena always being like super, she was super social. She was really like, you know, bouncing around and really positive. And I think it's a real, um, I'll let her share, but she has this, this beautiful story of some of the things she was going through and how somebody showed up for her in a really fucking amazing way. Excuse me for dropping the F-bomb there, <laughs> but I love the story. And I feel like if she's willing to share it, maybe she can talk a little bit about that and how the universe, you know, has your back. I would love to, um, but remind me which part of the story we're talking about because I forget who showed up. <laughs> help me, help remind me. Oh yes! Oh my goodness! Yes, thank you. <laughs> I had I had a brain fart there. No, I love it. You're like which which part <laughs> of uh, high school? Uh, there was so many instances when the universe had to show up for me because nobody else was. And so you're like, which one? Which part of that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I uh, I left home at 16. I left home once at 15, came back, and then left home for good at 16. And that actually is a great example of an experience where I remember not knowing like I was facing the unknown. And as a 16 year old, we don't have a lot of life skills yet (laughs) when we're facing the unknown like that. We think we do. We think we do. (laughs) Good point. Actually, you know, as teenagers, we are, thank goodness we're given such amounts of trust and faith in our competence that is actually beyond our our actual competence. That's right. (laughs) Thank God we survived it. (laughs) Thank God we survived it, right? It's a bit inflated, the confidence, but good thing. 100%. 100%, I think it's necessary for survival of our species. Absolutely. I do too. But I remember um, like not knowing where, like how was I going to figure out leaving and what was I going to do with my stuff and where was I going to like it just I had this moment where where was I going to live you know and and I just decided in a moment okay I'm out and got all my you know possessions together at the time and my best friend's dad they they knew that uh that I was planning to leave and they were going to support me and uh they didn't have like the station wagon, I think the family, remember the station wagon from, yes. from the eighties? <laughs> it was like, it was like the SUV of our time. I know. Totally. <laughs> the station wagon. 
<laughs> where we could sit backwards in it. Do you remember that? Sitting yes. backwards and facing <laughs> like holy mackerel. As many people <laughs> as you wanted, no seatbelts. <laughs> no seatbelts, exactly. And so he had an aluminum, an open aluminum boat. And he hitched it up to the station wagon. And my best friend and 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 her dad drove down to me and we filled up the open aluminum boat and it was North Vancouver. So it was probably raining at the time too, you know, (laughs) filling it up in the rain. (laughs) And, uh, and the lifeboat came and, and helped me move literally from one dock to the next dock of life. What I love about this story is that, you know, I'm 50 years old now at the time I faced the unknown of not knowing how I was going to figure out life. But, a few years later, I actually did a full circle and came back to my parents and reconnected to them. And to see that now and see that journey, there's been this coming apart and coming back together, coming apart and coming back together. And I think that's a really universal theme for us in all of our families. We needed to leave to discover ourselves, And then when we developed enough autonomy and the ability to unlearn some of that conditioning so that we could be true and authentic to our soul self, then we can come back if that's appropriate and show up our authentic self. And in our families, some of our family members can embrace that and some of them can't. And that's just part of our our own soul growth journey as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really great reminder for us as parents too, right? Mm. Just let our let our children fly right you know we yes. give them the yeah. any tools as we can and then we we have to let them go oh, true. I think you guys with kids in in their 20s are really in that place and my kids as young teenagers are in that kind of you know a different place but also I think you're right it's just a reminder that they are really exploring who they are during mm. this time and allowing them space to do in that. safe ways, right? Yep. In safe yep. ways. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's so important because look at Eilina in her story, like she didn't have space mm-hmm. in her own home to explore her authentic self, yes. to be her authentic self. And so she felt the need to leave. To she felt it. the need to create it on yep. her own. So courageous. Yep. So courageous. And your friend's dad, I just, the visual of this station wagon pulling up with an actual rowboat on the <laughs> roof, like the lifeboat. I will never forget you sharing that story. Thank you for sharing it with our listeners. Because when we feel so trapped mm. in our own homes, you know, as teenagers, I think teenagers can really feel that, that yes. feeling of just being so trapped and you took the the step of really listening in and and going with that soul voice and wanting that bigger connection outside. Yes. And your friend heard it. She heard that soul cry and her dad heard it and wow, I love this like to think I mean, I just love that so much. I think if anyone you know, we've, we've all had lifeboat moments where we've had to, again, be in when we're feeling so desperately alone. Yeah. Who shows up? Who shows yeah. up? And, you know, those are the moments that we often break a cycle. You just helped me see something, Meg, is that when we're, you know, we're all talking, we're talking about the feeling alone. 
facing the unknown, and then synchronicity happening to help us as we break a cycle. Wow. That's the spiritual path. That yes. Itself, the courageous act and then how the universe supports you supports when you have it. that courage. Oh my gosh. It's so... Oh, I got to tingle up my spine. Well, and I love this, you guys, because, you know, Megan shared some of her Vasilisa journey from maybe a younger age. I mean, even though you're started younger, of course, this was your Vasilisa moment where you took your doll and you went out into confront Baba Yaga. And mm-hmm. Megan did that in her last episode. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have these moments where it takes such like intuitive, mm-hmm. like that primal courage. Yes. That like that knowing that you don't even know you have it. Like you don't, you don't even know if you can survive. So true. But, but then you do know it. Yep. You do know it. And you take the step and the universe supports you with lifeboats, literally and figuratively, metaphorically. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think, I think we should just be lifeboats for each other. Can we just make that, you know, state that here and now, I mean, we all have the, you know, if we're paying attention and we're witnessing what's happening around us, we all have the opportunity to be somebody's lifeboat. Yeah, absolutely. And you never know who that person is going to be. It ended up for Elena's story. It was, you know, one of her close friends and her parents, which kind of makes sense. But, you know, if I talk about some of the synchronicities in my life, some of the people that showed up for me were completely surprises to me. Like I never would have expected them to show up in the ways that they did. And then, of course, there's often disappointments. The people that we expect are going to show up for us often aren't the ones that are able to, depending on where they're at in, in their journey, too. So so we have we have to release that expectation piece That's of right. like, so-and-so is going to come and help me. No, who's, who's that going to be? You help yourself first and then see who shows up and be open to whoever or whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's, it's really being in the unknown. There is no outcome except just the unknown. <laughs> and that's scary. It is. It's terrifying. <laughs> so what was one of your moments, Dana? I'm so interested in, you know, in that one of those moments where you stepped into that primal space of courage and mm-hmm. you, you had to, you know, face the unknown and then the universe had your back. Well, I'll use something kind of more current because I feel like there's a lot of this going on. It follows up on this collective rebirth that we've talked about. In the recent years, I've had some relationships and really long-term friends that I thought would be in my life, you know, forever. And during COVID, I think maybe a lot of people experienced this as well. Some of those relationships just didn't seem to have the, the footing the same and they've dissolved. And so I had to work through a lot of letting go. I recognize that, you know, maybe I've outgrown some of those relationships. They've outgrown me and that we were Mm. hanging on to things. And as much as I still love them, there were things that my old self maybe tolerated too, that the new self that Mm. I'm standing in, you know, has firmer boundaries and things that I'm trying to use that autonomy within myself. And that's changed some of those relationships out there. Just shortly after that, we all reconnected. And I think I shared that in one of our getaways that I had, like these yeah. friendships that I was, was really struggling with. And so the gift of the two of you showing up is just like beautiful. And the universe had my back. It listened to these, these boundaries that I set and staying true to myself. 
glad of this new beautiful relationship to show up with you guys. And here we are on SoulNet. So um, love and gratitude to you. Oh, so beautiful, Dana. I'm so grateful for you too. Mm. When your soul is crying out for more meaningful relationships, ones that are stimulating, we hear your cry, right? We hear your cry. I think when we got together, we actually talked about it being like we were little, we were holding up lights. Remember we were talking about our, we were light workers. Like we were kind of like holding Mm -hmm. up our light, Mm -hmm. our little light and saying, you know, here we are, like we're, Mm -hmm. we're standing alone, but, but we're shining our light. And then other people come to the light, right? Come to the light and you end up joining you end up you know coming together with you holding your light and creating a more powerful source of love so i think sometimes that's that's the journey where we let go and we stand in our truth and in that we we're able to find new relationships that are more aligned with where we are in that moment found myself in a lot of those relationships, probably because I've been in them for an extended period. I felt a lot on the giving side. Uh, and and our first weekend together, honestly, you guys, like, probably because I'm a, a coach for life too. So I, I listen to people all day long. Um, I really recognize there's not a lot of people that ask me how I am in my day. Mm-hmm. And you guys, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a conversation. This isn't about me, you know, holding space all yep. the time. We we yep. really held this beautiful trio of space for each other that I had never experienced on that kind of a scale before. And it just like my heart was just like, you know, the Grinch going <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a common thing that we get in these inequalities of giving and receiving in our relationships. And there's a natural ebb and flow that happens during certain periods. But if we're always either on the receiving end or always on the giving end, these relationships become draining and you know toxic for us and so um and that's no disparity on these friends they were they were good and they were great friends and they're beautiful people so I have again no you know there's no animosity it just it's time was done I think Buddha says that right when it's done it's done Mm -hmm. a relationship is an ecosystem and just like nature it requires balance and if anything is thrown off balance one way or another whether in in overgiving or over receiving, then we're disturbing the ecosystem. And then it doesn't, as you said, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And so we either can go in and repair, which is nature like repairing after a storm, or we we learn again in another form. (laughs) (laughs) And the gift of midlife is that we seem to just be creating repair after the storm and uh, creating a healthy ecosystem again for our relationships. Yes. And that's what we're doing in the soul net. Hopefully by sharing, we're, you know, showing the way to do that Mm. because we're doing it in our own lives and our own relationships. And that light you talked about, Megan, casting that light out, inviting others to light theirs as well. I want to invite our listeners to maybe think about those that are that are on the path, these, you know, hard choices that you've had to make 
And as you've made them, what synchronicities have showed up for you? Because the more we tune into these synchronicities and how the universe supports us, the more we build and cultivate that trust in the universe. So, you know, questions for reflection for the listeners would be, when did you have the courage to do something that was scary? And how was that supported in the synchronicities that the universe delivered? I remember reading a Wayne Dyer book many, many years ago. And in it, he said, there are no coincidences. Mm. Mm. Right? So there are no coincidences. And with that, SoulNet, we are going to wrap up today's episode and offer you this beautiful passage from Rumi. The cave you fear to enter may hold the light you seek. Wishing you well. Thanks for tuning in to SoulNet, everyone. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please follow, like, and share on your favorite platforms. If you have questions or topics you'd like covered on our podcast, please email us at soulnetsisters at gmail.com.